Hello listener and welcome to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Thank you so much for finding time to join me. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangi. Lydia Cheng is on standby with the family of segment today. She will talk about love even at home. Pastor Paul will be joining us during the Bible segment. Today, he will talk about white sins. Stay tuned for this and some songs which in store for you. Here's a song, Pigasimu, by Golden Gate Choir. Hallelujah, 
Mungu atakuwa pamoja nasi hebu kitasimu kwake Tutaimba haleluya mbinguni kwetu bila hofu na kifo wala ugonjwa Mungu atakuwa pamoja nasi hebu kitasimu kwake 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 this is a new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Please get ready to listen to Lydia Achin for the family segment. Dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. I'm your presenter, Lydia Aching. Today we'll talk about love even at home. The title may seem a little strange, love even at home. It is strange, but not without truth to it. You see, sometimes we act more loving and give more grace to complete strangers than we do to our marriage partner. I had an in-law tell me that her husband, my relative, was difficult to live with. She said that when she was at church interacting with people there, it was much easier to act like a Christian than when she went home because of the challenges she faced with him. As I told her, if every spouse would always act Christ-like, married life would be so much easier. But our Christian character isn't only to be lived out when people are easier to live and work with. The real testing of who we are shows when things get tough. The real testing of who we are shows when things get tough. The Bible isn't composed of nice fluffy suggestions as, as to how to live as long as we aren't challenged. It contains the tough stuff of what we're expected to do. And in that expectation, the strength of who we are in Christ comes out when we are tested, tried, and bumped into in various ways. True strength of character shows up when no one else is looking except God. And that is applicable to marriage. Marriage is a living picture of Christ's love for the church. He didn't just love us when it was easy or when it didn't try his grace. He loved and loves us even though we are sinners. He doesn't excuse our sin by never challenging us or by letting us act sinful without consequences. But his grace is always available to those who are ready to embrace it. We are to be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We are to live out our love at home as well as outside the home. Author Ravi Zacharias said something that spoke to my heart on this. He said, Being able to reach out with love to the masses means little if there is not a tender heart at home as well. A marriage should be in its depth within and its reach without. Steve and I live by that principle. As we tell others, we reach from strength at home outward to others. 
God helps us to live out the principle of loving each other at home first, and from that strength, we can reach out without hypocrisy. And believe us, it's not that we're always perfect, but it is our aim with the power of the Lord. And we encourage all of you to do the same. If you're in ministry outside the home, please remember that on your wedding day, you vow to take on the ministry to first love your spouse. And that includes showing your love rather than just saying you love. There's something else that Ravi Zacharias testifies in his book, I, Isaac, Take Thee, Rebecca, which we all should relate to. He wrote, Some time ago, I was lecturing at a major university, and by the tremendous response both in the numbers of students attending the, the sessions and in their questions, it was evident to all that God was at work. As the man who had organized the event drove me to the airport, he said something that was quite jolting to me. He said, my wife brought our neighbor last night. She's a medical doctor and had not been to anything like this before. On their way home, my wife asked her what she thought of it all. He stopped and there was silence in the, in the van for a moment. He continued, she said, that was a very powerful evening. The arguments were very persuasive. I wonder what he's like in his private life. Ravi goes on to write, I have to admit it was one of the most sobering things I have ever had. She was right. Did these truths apply in private as well as in public discourse? The truth is that God calls us to fast practice truth in private so that its public expression is merely an outgrowth of what has already taken place in the heart and not a decoration of our hollow life. Developing that strength of character in private is foundational. So the question is, are you giving out love even at home? Do you act with the same love and integrity behind closed doors as you do when others are looking? Is the love of Christ so deeply embedded into your heart that it naturally flows into your actions so your spouse experiences the love of Christ through your words and actions when he or she is with you? As followers of Jesus Christ, we are to be Bible-living Christians as well as Bible-believing Christians, living out the scriptures that we claim to believe. In his book, Ravi Zacharias wrote one more thing we'd like for you to prayerfully consider. I caution you. I have known people who study the scriptures, quote the scriptures, and have every page marked and underlined, but their single purpose seems to be to use the scriptures to attack others or to prove anything they want to prove while their lives show anything but the grace of God. The single greatest purpose of the scriptures is to make you wise unto salvation meaning that it leads you to the Savior and then becomes a source of instruction to help you grow in character and wisdom. It is to equip you and make you presentable to God. The question is, does it? Are you living out the principles of God so that others, including your spouse, recognize you as his living letter? You yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everybody. You show that you are a letter from Christ, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2 through 3. We pray it is so with you and with us. To God be the glory. We thank Marriage Mission International. We thank Marriage Missions International we thank Marriage Missions International for providing us with this material. Until next time, God bless you.
You are tuned to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm still your presenter, Samuel Mahangim. I produce would love to have your thoughts about this program. Please send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now listen to Golden Gate Choir with the song, Molega Yesu. Oh, yeah. 
Another opportunity to get some spiritual nourishment from Pastor Wahonya. Welcome, Pastor. Dear listener, today we want to explore the subject of white sins. There is a moral bankruptcy in many of our societies today. The conditions that prevailed in the days of Noah, when people ate, drank, married wives, until the day Noah entered the ark and the waters of the flood came and destroyed them all, are the same conditions that we find prevailing today. Yet conditions even among professed Christians are not much better. We are at a point when people give all sorts of theories about sin. There are some who seek to justify it. They tell us that when a person inherits sin, it is excusable. Others attempt to deny sin's existence. They assure us that since God is all good and since he is the author of all that exists, there can be no evil. Still, there are some who differentiate between sins. They speak of red sins, white sins, and black sins. For the purpose of this presentation, my listener, I will focus with you on white sins. White sins are said to be sins which need not be confessed. This argument goes contrary to God's position on sin because all sins are an offense to God, no matter what their nature may be. Therefore, my dear listener, let us look at some of these white sins. The first one on the list is, white sins are those sins which we seek to justify. When God came to the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve's fall, they each tried to justify their actions. You remember Adam said, the woman you gave me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. The woman also said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Dear listener, do not try to justify any sin in your life. Instead of justifying it, confess it. 
Another category of white sins is the sin we are unwilling to forsake, some bad habits in our lives. Yet the Bible explicitly calls upon the wicked to forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Isaiah 55 verse 7. Dear listener, do not hold on to any known sin. If you do it, it will destroy you. Take that sin to Jesus. Forsake it and allow him to cleanse you. There is also another white sin, the sin for which we are not truly sorry. We may fear the consequences, but we are not sorry about what that sin has done to the heart of God. Here again, my friend, I will urge you to have a real sorrow for sin. Sin breaks our relationship with God. It separates us from our Creator. We must be truly sorry and by God's power break off from that sin. Then there is another sin of neglect. Remember that man without the wedding garment in Jesus' parable in Matthew 22. The wedding garment had been provided by the host, but this particular person neglected to put it on. What a pity. It is for us to neglect the provisions of salvation. What a pity for us to neglect explicit directions God has given us in his word. What a pity it is for us to neglect the preparations we should be making in our lives in readiness for Christ's second coming. My dear listener, beware of this sin. White sins also include giving despiteful excuses. The man who failed to make use of the one talent gave a despiteful excuse. The invited guests who failed to attend the supper gave despiteful excuses. My dear friend, allow no excuse to prevent you from enjoying God's provisions of salvation. Then, in conclusion, there is the sin of willfully rejecting the light that God has revealed to you. And Jesus laments when he says, You will not come to me that you may have life. Dear friend, are you guilty of any of these white sins? Are you guilty of whitewashing some of your thoughts, some of your words and actions? Please do not do that. Rather, come and be washed white by the blood of Jesus. That brings us to the end of our program for today. I hope that you've been blessed. Would like to have your views, comments, or questions about this program? Please send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. I've been a friend, host, and presenter Samuel Magintilden. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Mungu 
atakuwa pamoja nasi hebu piga simu kwake tutaimba haleluya mbinguni kwetu bila hofu na kifo wala umoja mungu atakuwa pamoja nasi hebu piga simu kwake
Oh, 